0: This is the Your Dream or Mine podcast, the place to be if you want to be inspired, encouraged, uplifted and captivated by the stories of others who have been brave enough to vocalise their dreams and then do the work to achieve them. I'm your host, Laura Cruz, a coach and fellow dreamer who has made her dreams come true and can help you to do the same. Listen each week as I share with you the tales of dreams achieved both by my guests and by me. Enjoy. I am absolutely thrilled to introduce my guest for today on the Your Dream or Mine podcast. I've got the absolutely fabulous Lucinda Gittings with me, who runs an absolutely beautiful clothing boutique in Amptill in Bedfordshire, where I live. So I'm lucky enough to be a a shopper in there. Um, Lucinda, the boutique, offers a varied and wide product mix taps into lots of different age groups and what I love most about it is that you can get unique and different brands that you wouldn't see on the high street. So Lucinda, it's wonderful to have you here today. Thank you for joining me. It's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. So What's interesting, I think, about you and I is we actually met at a wedding fair, I think, in, in February last year before COVID was this thing that kind of rocked everybody's world. Um, and we've built a relationship via kind of Instagram or by me nipping into the shop when it was able to be open. Um, I think you've just got such an interesting story that I know the listeners would love to hear about. So tell us a little bit about you and, uh, and your kind of background
1: okay, so um i'm married and I have a a son who's he's rugby mad, and my journey really is thirty years in the retail. Business, um, I've been. I wouldn't change it. It's been amazing, and I've worked for some amazing brands, travelled the world, um, and opened stores in China, Hong Kong, um, America, you name it. But I think after a while, um, in the corporate world, as many of us know, and as obviously you know yourself, it um, becomes about work-life balance. And I think I was fortunate enough for my husband to say to me one day, "Do you know what? If you put as much energy working." somebody else as you do, you know, working for somebody else, which you would do for working for yourself, then you would be really successful while running your own business. And it was a dream of mine to actually have my own business one day, but it wasn't ever sort of in the, you know, something that would actually happen like today. And it actually has happened and it has had a positive impact um, on my life in in a big way. The main reasons is my work-life balance now is is incredible. I'm always in the country. I'm not flying around somewhere else. Um, but I think having the experience that I've had and working for the brands that I've had has given me really good grounding to understand what I want my business to be and how I can adapt. And if I've learned anything through... Um, those 30 years it's about you have to be resilient you have to believe in yourself and even when you have the biggest knockbacks or you have the the biggest challenges it's how you deal with those and you know come back fighting. Um, I think when I opened my business in February obviously it wasn't a great time Um, At all. And at the same time, we've obviously closed three times um, and reopened. But what the business started out to be was very much uh, occasion where a mother of the bride business. And that's how um, our paths crossed, didn't it, Laura, in terms of meeting at the, the wedding fair. But over the period of opening and closing and obviously the, the downsides of uh, weddings and obviously anything that was hospitality and event driven, I've had to rethink um, my business model. And I think one thing's important. Don't worry about having to, to rethink what you're doing. And if your path has to change, it, it's changing for the reasons that you know are going to be great in the end.
0: Wow, that's so powerful. And I think there's so much I want to ask you. When you say about, you know, working for those amazing brands, and I know that they're like super high end, really luxurious brands and traveling the world, it all sounds so glamorous and exciting. (laughs) But is that really the reality?
1: Well, I think there's an element of excitement. I don't think glamorous comes into it. But I think it's, it's been a very privileged world to, to sort of grow up in and develop your career in. And given the brands that I've been very fortunate to work for, um, Hackett being one of those, which has probably been my biggest growth as, a, as an individual, I joined them when the brand was just 23 million and just trading in two countries. So we have You know, we had obviously London and a good exposure there, and we also had France. But during the time I was there, and actually, um, we were taken over by um, a business, Pepe Jeans business, brought out Hackett from the Richemont Group. And that was a change that was just, oh my gosh, just amazing. And fortunate for me, the the Spanish business that brought us were very family orientated because at the time I was expecting Alfie, uh, my first son, and I thought, well, this is it now, my career's ended (laughs) You know, they're not going to, to want to engage in me. But actually, the, the very opposite happened. And when I'd had him and I came back, I was then, after being a head off, I was then given a, a director of the um, global director for the business. And that was the uh, the inspiration. And working for the the Spanish was was just incredible. That said, the other part of it was they're very, very challenging. Um, and it was very you know, I would have calls from them from on a Saturday when they were, you know, driving by the the flagship in Madrid, and he would be having a conversation with me where he was actually ranting raving at me about, you know, this shop isn't what it should be, and you know, what's going on with the staff here, Lucinda, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, I mean, you're in Madrid, it's Saturday, mm. you know, what what do I do, you know? But anyway, you'd manage that. You'll take a deep breath and you'll just say you'll sort it out, Carlos. Don't worry about it. It will all get sorted. But the journey with those guys has been phenomenal we opened in 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 japan we opened across all of europe and my role just escalated and ended up with a very big team underneath me which was phenomenal but at the time when you've done 10 years with a brand and we grew up from 23 million to 350 million it's like what's next what's next so and then when I just decided to do my next step move, it was um, over to Thomas Pink and the LVMH group, which again would offer a whole different world, and I'd be working with the French, um, which again is a ha- has different challenges. But at the same time, I thought I would take six to eight weeks out and have some time for my son to do sleepovers and different things before starting with Thomas Pink. But I then had a call from a headhunter who um, wanted some help with a brand that was just about to open its first store and at the time I said no I'm really busy I need to spend some time with my son after having 10 years with Hackett and travelling around and not being home much. Um, But when they told me who it was, they said, oh, it's actually Victoria Beckham that needs some support. It was like, oh, my gosh, I'll absolutely do do that. I didn't consult with my husband at the time. And he was then, oh, my God, what are you doing? And I said, but I need to do this. This is going Mm. to be amazing. So I did that. And um, she was phenomenal. She was very hands on. She gets a lot of bad press. But actually, she's... um, She's very inspiring as an individual, even though she always gives that persona being super grumpy. Um, Her detail and attention to detail was phenomenal. So I did all of her back of house operational um, bits and pieces and went to the party and the launch and met David. And that was a fantastic time. So, yeah, very nice. Um, But then the real world hits down and my role at Thomas Pink then (laughs) had to start. (laughs) So um, anyway, so I I joined Thomas Pink and I was there for a few years before joining Liberty as ops director. Liberty is a whole different world. It's a beautiful store and it was just great fun. Um, But I was then approached by um, Joseph to join those guys. And because I actually hadn't done America at all, because when I was at Hackett, The decision was to go down and open in China and Japan first. The American market was always seen as very challenging. There's a lot of red tape in in import and exporting of goods, et cetera. Um, So with Joseph, they were looking to open in Miami and doing various New York opportunities. So I joined Joseph. Um, And working for the Japanese, oh, my goodness, those that are out there that work for the Japanese, a whole different ballgame. Nobody ever wants to commit. Nobody ever wants to make decisions. There's a lot of procrastination going on and super frustrating. And I think coming home each night to, to a very patient, to a very supportive husband, and keep you know, you know, reiterating the fact of what, what went on in the office, it was like, okay, enough's enough. How about having your own business now? And actually wow. it was his step that said to me, just go for it. And so here we are. Lucinda was born. Wow, that's such
0: an amazing story. Just one thing that you said about Victoria Beckham—that's so interesting, isn't it? And you use the word persona, and I—I I always think that about her. I think that if you, when you ever you see pictures of her in an unguarded moment, she is smiling. It's just that this yeah. persona that she gives out. But yeah, just fascinating. And obviously, you are—you know—hugely experienced and well-respected in 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 that kind of field that you've been working in. So. Um, when was it then that you had that conversation? When did you, when was the kind of that seed of that idea born to have your own business? So
1: the the actual um, story goes is that my husband was actually looking to buy another business to support you know, as another avenue for his business. And he came to me one day and just said to me, don't be cross, don't be angry. But I've had a conversation about this opportunity. And it was a business that was already up and running, uh, based in Bedford. And I went, Oh, my gosh, i never would have even thought about going down the occasion where route and what this brand was business was currently um, was doing. And he said, Well, I've had a been you know, a meeting with them the owners they're really nice guys how about come and have a conversation so we went and had a conversation with them and then one thing led to another and we did the due diligence on their business and pushed in an offer and then the guys decided that they weren't going to sell so this was a year and a half ago it was then Okay, so I was then thinking, what am I going to do now? So I was then getting involved with property people, etc, and finding a premises and thought, okay, I pretty much got all what I need to do. so I then started to put feelers out to do buying for different uh, buying for different brands. There's a lot of brands that wouldn't sell to me because of the close proximity of the, brand, of the business that I was going to about. So I was looking down different routes, and I thought to myself that I would like to put a different spin on what I was going to do compared to what the business I was going to buy. So the challenge then was to find premises, and I actually found a premises. And I remember being on holiday um, with my with my son uh, abroad. And the um, my, my certificate came through to say that I'm now company director of Lucinda Retail Limited and it was super exciting and everything else. But the property that I was then hoping to, well thought I'd secured, then all fell through. So I then had stock starting to come in and no premises. So at the same time, I then reached out to um, Emma, who run the workshop and play. And she then was going down a different route and thinking, well, actually, why don't you take this premises? So in in a nutshell, things started to fall into place, which is, you know, the way things happen sometimes or or don't. Um, And then that's the the journey. So last Christmas, I was then fitting it out and getting an architect involved with some drawings and somehow how we would actually put it all together. And then in the February... We, we opened. So the main focus there was really occasion wear, which was why the name was born Lucinda Occasion Wear. But obviously, then we're faced with what we um, alluded to earlier with the uh, whole COVID and the, the pandemic, and weddings and occasion wear really wasn't a focus for anybody. So it was about being nimble and about you know, looking and not being afraid to change direction a little bit, still have the mother, the bride there ready for when the timings arise again. But my buying and my focus was very much on, okay, let's think about how else I can grow my business and grow my brand through this, this time. And fortunately, I've managed to tap into different brands that have been really, really successful so far. Um, and actually show the brand in a different light. So I actually now see the boutique as a boutique of pretty much two halves. Um, and the mother of the bride and the occasion wear aspect will still be super important for me. And I'm still working super hard to, you know, look for different brands to actually fulfill those needs for those, those people when the time comes and it will. Which is the exciting part, and in the meantime, it's looking at. We've just um, arrived today, actually, uh, a beautiful loungewear brand called Chinti and Parker, which is beautiful cashmere. So that arrived. You know, to my home, obviously not to the shop at the moment. So I'm super excited about about that. So we need to get that on and get that photographed. But it's about looking at different things for the for the brand and and for keeping the interest of um, clients and obviously enticing new clients. And then the exciting part this week was the launch of the website. So that shows the brand in a very different light because we have a section for gifts. We've got men's gifts going on there, and I'm actually working with a candle. Um, and scent brand to actually re um, I get a lot of comments of how the the boutique smells and it's my Mm. favourite scent which is teak but it's how I can actually make that into a a Lucinda scent um, and smell very similar so I'm working on that as a new project at the moment through lockdown to try and uh, um, have a a beautiful candle that we can sell or gift, to, to, you know, to, to clients or to VIP clients, etc. But also to start to um, scent the, the the smell, so it can actually then go through into the packaging, and then go through into when we're doing our online sending out our goods. It can be part of that experience when you open up your beautiful box, and there you have the beautiful smell as well, and it sort of feels like you're in the store. So these are all sort of things that we're we're tapping into as we as we speak absolutely
0: amazing and I can vouch for how beautiful it smells when I come in to see you it's absolutely beautiful and what a lovely space I think your your positivity and your ability to um, you know kind of roll with the punches. Um, we were talking before before we uh, I started recording about you know, the thing at the fair that you punch and it kind of goes down and comes back up again, like the wobbly thing. I'm not sure what it's called, but I think, you know, being a business owner and having a physical retail space must have been a bit like that. But your, your ability to kind of, you know, change direction, adapt, evolve, look at different things is just fantastic. And if I think about the things that I've got, i've had from you it isn't hasn't been so much about clothes for me because i've not been anywhere so i haven't had kind of really the occasion for that at the moment but i've had i'm wearing a pair of slippers that i got from you for christmas which are absolutely gorgeous i've got a wonderful handbag i've got a debobbler, which is incredibly therapeutic to uh, <laughs> get all the uh, bobbly stuff off uh, anything that's bobbly um so, yeah, lots of different things. And I think, you know, when when you are able to open and have people in and have that kind of glass of uh, fizz and sit in such a beautiful environment, it will just be incredible. So... Um, when you, when you were thinking about launching your business then, what did you hope to get from it? Because I guess as a coach, what I'm always keen to get my clients to understand is that you can have an outcome, you can have a goal, you can have a dream, but you've, you've really got to connect with what the benefit is going to be to you. Otherwise, when the going gets tough, you might give up. So what, what was the kind of overriding thing that you wanted to get from from having the boutique?
1: it was for me it was to have work-life balance and I think you know when I was at Joseph I had a two-hour commute in two-hour commute out the office was in Fulham Um, and you know that or you're on an airplane or you're traveling into Paris which is where the design team was and like you said earlier it sounds glamorous and yes it is and you're going to Paris a lot or you're you know you're seeing different cultures and working with different cultures but it is super challenging super tiring and it's does take its toll on the family. And I think from a young age, my son's been in either full time nursery of, you know, always not farmed out. He's got a super supportive husband who works for himself and has his own business. But for me, it was always feeling like I was being, um, I'm missing out on things, mm. missing out on the chance to go to the rugby on a Wednesday afternoon to watch him play at school. And, you know, life was passing by and some might say well you've had the best years and they've they've gone actually no we've still got the best years to, to come and let's embrace those and spend some quality time um, not only with him but also with my husband who is super patient <laughs> super tolerant <laughs> of all my ups and downs or you know from in the corporate world and super you know super supportive right here and now with the business so what I you know in a nutshell it's it's having that family time it's having that time and not feeling resentful that I'm out of the country and actually, if I want to close, or if I want to go and do something, I can. Yes, and having that that uh, is just incredible experience. The other part of it, though, is then it comes with all the worry. You've got to, you know, got to make money. You've got to, you know, get on with life and, and all of that part. But it's sort of having that conversation in your head and say it's fine. You know, mm. you've got a roof over your head. Yeah. Things will happen. You've done this for a reason. And I think family and that time, you won't get back. Yes. And, and that's that's my main driver. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's there. I don't think I'm there 100% because I've still got the anxiousness of all, you know, running your own business, as I know we all do. Um, but if I do want to go and do something, I can. I don't have to ask permission. I don't have – I'm not answerable to anybody. Yeah. And in times like when, when sales are down or when, when business is tough, you're not hauled against the coals and or not necessarily, you know, blamed for things, but there's always a, a someone there beating a stick, wanting to, you know, get, get answers and get the business turned around. I still have that for myself to do, but I haven't got anyone else doing it to me. You know, so yes. ownership and having control – of, of what you're doing and I, I mean I said to Claire in the deli not so long ago I said at least we can we're in control of our destiny we're not going to yeah. be told we're going to be yeah. made redundant we're not going to be told this or all that we have other worries don't get me wrong yeah but the of." Undef- underlining factor of owning your own business is you do you are in control no one else is over the top of you beating you know telling you what's what
0: yeah yeah and I think it's really interesting so if you think about the kind of changes you've had to make because you are a small business and it's you, you kind of have the agility. I know you don't have the team to support you because we were talking about the kind of tech challenges of the website before we started recording, but you kind of have the agility to make those changes, don't you? Because it's a smaller entity, if that makes sense. I, you know, um, I remember many years ago talking about moving from like in my own career, moving from a big corporate to a kind of smaller entrepreneurial model in a very big or corporate organization. It's like turning a cruise ship round. But if when it's a, you know, a smaller business, you, you, you have the ability to kind of go, no, this isn't working, I'm going to change direction.
1: Mm. That's exactly um, right, Laura. And it is great to be able to do it quickly. Other businesses and businesses I've worked in, it's like, oh my gosh, you've got to go through so much red tape, get things signed off, um, wait for the results of it, make sure the ROI is in place, blah, blah, blah. But yes, and, and that's the fun part. You know, if I want to add in something I can. I don't have to get authorization to do it. And you know, at the same time you can really make a difference yourself by being nimble and being agile. Brilliant. So
0: what would you say then in your in your journey? What do you think has been your biggest learning?
1: I think my biggest learning is to believe in myself more. And I think at times where things have been tough in the corporate world or working for brands, um, not to take things personally. And I think if anybody can take that learning themselves and take that on board, it's super important because it can really undermine your self confidence very quickly. Um, and I know it's easier said than done, but actually, you know, breaking it down, it's it's not such a big deal. You know, it seems like the world's ended, but if you think about it in in a calm and a different environment about, then it's not so bad. And I think it's self belief and. And I think one thing, you know, I remember years ago being a management trainee um, for the Olympus Sports, which is no longer around those old dinosaurs. And my my training manager at the time said to me, Lucinda, what you do is great, but you've got to lose your nice girl image. And that resonated with me in the wrong way. And I became, you know, you then think about, oh, gosh, how can I? change that but it's it's actually not changing who you are it's changing actually your your attitude and, and how you articulate or communicate and I think it's really important not to take things personally in a, in a nutshell that's
0: so interesting isn't it uh I think people underestimate the power of what they say perhaps as a throwaway comment and that person who said that to you probably never remembered that they said that but that's kind of sat with you Mm -hmm. Um, Which is a shame, I think. I wish that people could understand sometimes that things, innocuous comments made, can have a huge impact on somebody.
1: I, I think there's another example when I was at the Winsmore Group, another old dinosaur that I'm bringing um, bringing up from the dead. But my retail director at the time said to me, again, I had the West End, I had a very challenging business, so I had the the Harrods and the Selfridges that I was dealing with. They were all concessions, and she said to me, "Listen, do you really haven't got it?" In in and you know, and it was a very direct conversation. I was, "What do you mean? I haven't got it? Expl- you know, what is it?" What's it? What, yeah. What's it? And. I reacted by, I'm going to bloody show you I've got it, whatever that <laughs> is. And it really made me into maybe who I am today. I don't know. But it, it's something that's sort of never gone away and it's always there. And as much as we had a love-hate relationship with, with her, she... She really taught you to stand up and be counted. And for the three years running after that, I was area manager of the year, consistently um, achieving and beating my my sales targets, my um, HR you know, targets that you have in terms of recruitment and retainment and development and all those sorts of things. And it really made me like, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <hear> yeah. <laughs> So in one way, the nice girl image, lose that, and then you haven't got it. they very two different things. So it's how they're interpreted and how you then, one was very positive for me in a negative way and vice versa. So it is super important how you communicate.
0: Definitely, definitely. And one thing I was going to say, I think what I'm really passionate about with this podcast is I want the listeners to realize that the people who go out, my guests or myself, who've gone out there and set up for themselves, we're not different. We're just like you, you know, we're just like the next person. Um, but perhaps we we had that kind of inner push to to follow our dreams. I think um, somebody listening might think, well, if you've done all that work, you must know how to do all of that stuff. But I know from from talking to you, obviously in, in a very senior position that you were in, you had people that did that stuff for you. And now you are the person doing that stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean you're chief bottle washer, your cook, your your everything when you have your own business. So it is challenging my my role before is you always had people doing everything else for you i have to say um emma who's does all the pr and obviously the uh, social media is amazing and she's like my writer harming a lot of things but a lot of other things like you're the buyer you buy you have to you know make sure your books are in order even though you have a uh, people that support that there's an element of you own that you have yes. to own everything and it is very challenging in that respect and that's the part of it that's quite fun as well because you know you only have yourself to answer to but that said you've also got to make sure you're ticking the boxes and you know and crossing your t's on everything because if it comes back down crashing down on you then you know you're the total responsible. we've got no one else to to go to to say i told you you should have done that (laughs) so you have to take that on board as well the good and the bad
0: and um i uh I actually I did a, so a post on social media about that yesterday. I think about the fact that because I work for myself, so if I don't, if I'm not very well or I don't feel up to work, I don't I don't have to ring in sick. But also because I work for myself, there's nobody else to do it, so it's a double-edged sword. So yes, yeah. you have freedom, the flexibility, but also the responsibility. So it's a it's a kind of it's a two-pronged beast. I'll. Um, two headed beast, shall I say, not two prompts. So if um before we finish then, if you had one piece of advice to give to our listeners, if they're if they're, you know, listening to this podcast and thinking, oh wow, that sounds, you know, that's amazing. I'd like to do that. You know, perhaps not a retail outlet, but you know, a retail shop, but something else, what what's the kind of one one thing you would like to leave the listeners with?
1: It would be to Uh, Believe in yourself and go for your dream, but don't be afraid to um, change direction. If your original dream or goal was to be X and it wasn't quite working for whatever reason, um, don't be afraid to diverse around. And, and make it work for you. Uh, the worst thing is, is just to stay on that path and go nowhere. It's best to take other routes and go somewhere. Um, so my advice and having lived lived through it myself here and now with opening my store as an occasion wear boutique And still doing very much that, but now offering very different product and looking at different product groups and gifts and actually doing an online business because that wasn't actually my initial intention to have an online business within my first year of of trading. So stay nimble, be flexible, enjoy it, most of all have fun with it. But again, don't be afraid to make changes and change. And do different things if you need to.
0: Amazing. Thank you, Lucinda. I just find you so inspirational and I love all the stuff that you have in your shop and uh, your website is absolutely beautiful. So
1: where can people find you then? Where, what's your uh, What's your website address? So the website address is lucinda-occasionwear.co.uk we're on instagram which is lucinda underscore occasionwear boutique and obviously on instagram there's a direct link on the bio to take you through to the the website as as well we do keep our website um well the website will be updated all the time and obviously social media is our main point of uh, communicating to you all and letting you know what's going on so there's a lot of fun and new brands coming um as we speak so fingers crossed we can uh, get back into the shop soon and get back open
0: I'm personally excited about the loungewear because I'm taking a lot of lounging at home. So I can't wait to look at that. Lucinda, thank you so much for your time today. It's been absolutely um, brilliant to talk to you and understand your journey. And uh, thank you for sharing your, your thoughts with us.
1: Thanks, Laura. See you soon.